0: Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is Johnny Gagorik, a 1500-meter runner for ASICS who will be representing Team USA this weekend at the World Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Johnny is a 349-miler and 334-1500-meter runner who made the final in this event back in 2017, and he's back with even bigger goals this time around. He's been splitting his time training between Boston, where he just finished his first year of law school, and Seattle, where he's coached by University of Washington distance coach and well-known middle-distance guru, Andy Powell. Johnny and I had a fantastic conversation about his perspective as one of the veterans of the 1500 on the U.S. scene, giving us insight into his wisdom, as well as his humor and his super positive attitude. We also talked about his background as a steeplechaser, his Massachusetts and Rhode Island roots, and how he's managed to balance being a law student and being a professional runner. You can root for Johnny and the rest of Team USA at the World Championships in Eugene, Oregon, starting this Friday, July 15th. We have a ton of programming coming your way from the City city's family, including everything from group runs to live shows to daily podcasts and newsletters and so much more that you'll be able to follow along with every minute of the action and get exclusive behind the scenes tidbits. I'm personally looking forward to joining the crew finally in Oregon after covering USA's remotely, and I can't wait to share plenty more takes, writing, talking, and just general perspective on worlds as we all watch the championships together. Learn more at SidiousMag.com slash Summer and follow Sidious on all your social media to stay in the loop on the latest. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Run Your as well and subscribe, rate and review us to show us your love and enjoy the show. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I'm your host, David Nelly, and this week with me, I have uh, Johnny Gregoric of uh, Team USA headed, headed back to Eugene uh, next weekend to represent in the 1500. Welcome, Johnny. How's it going?
1: Doing great. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. This is, this is great. It's my first podcast in a while, so I'm, uh, I'm excited.
0: Oh, all right. Well, we got plenty of like dirt to catch up on then. That's the, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, what is, so we were just chatting before we started recording. You're in, you're in Seattle for, for a little while. Uh, what's the setup yes. there? How's that going?
1: It's great. Yeah. I've been here uh, since, since May, actually. Um, I left Boston where I'm, I'm based full time and I came out to Seattle and I've been training uh, just with a few people out here. Um, Sam Prekel um, Eric Jenkins, a few guys like that. We all just been, um, you know, getting coached by, uh, coach Andy Powell. Now we're all former athletes of his from back in the Oregon days. So, uh, it's been great just hanging out and, uh, Seattle's beautiful this time of year, crushing the training, having a good time, getting, getting fit. And, uh, yeah, the racing has been going well.
0: So before we get into the world stuff, that that raises yeah. an interesting question that I, I want to ask, uh, pick your brain about. Um, yeah. Uh, as as a f- former now current Andy Powell athlete, uh, and a former Oregon duck, where where did the allegiances fall these days? Like at NCAAs, are you cheering for the Huskies or are you cheering for the Ducks? Oh,
1: that's a great question. Um I mean, the the Huskies have so many awesome uh, you know like personalities and guys i've I've just gotten a note just from being around um and you know i, I a lot of a lot of great obviously joe who won the 1500 and so obviously i cheer for those guys and it's it's super exciting and i'm, I'm still glad to see the ducks do well too i you know i'm not exactly someone who's uh, going crazy with my school spirit in any regard <laughs> i went to columbia and loved columbia as well but I, I could be better about keeping up with uh, you know the, the the sports teams and those sorts of things, but I you know I'm happy when anyone does well and uh, and so I'd say I, I cheer for I cheer for all those those former teams of mine pretty equally. Kind of a boring answer, but uh, that's the but, truth. You know
0: that's that's <laughs> not too bad. There's not any. I would I would imagine the deepest rivalries are the Heps ones. That's the ones that you don't you don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't so even get easy. me started
1: about Princeton. Yeah, I you're mean, not gonna start yeah, cheering that's, for Princeton. That's, that's no a way too
0: far. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, so, you know, since if this is, you know, maybe the first time folks have heard from you a little while, like how since May onward, you know, obviously USA's went pretty well, got the standard last summer, but but now you're gearing up for Worlds this this time around. What has that kind of looked like for you on a day-to-day basis? How's the preparation been?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the preparation's been great. You know, it's uh, consistency is really everything in running and it's just about layering on the healthy training. So, um, you know, the the workouts and all the training and, and all the, all the mileage and all these sorts of things have all just been really consistent. It's nothing that would ever, you know, make everyone, anyone think like, wow, that's nuts that you know, they're, they're crushing these insane workouts. It's just about, it's about quality and recovering from it and just doing that over and over. And so that's kind of what's been, uh, the result, you know, resulting in some, success lately um and again yeah just staying super healthy has been the the biggest focus and because it's just all it's so rough you know what it's like when you're when you're injured it's just so brutal so just trying to uh have fun with it and stay consistent and that's just been kind of yeah the day-to-day process really just taking it one day at a time that's always been my sort of motto so just trying to get the best out of every day here
0: and you've been pretty healthy so far? seems like it's been a yeah, pretty healthy Yeah, it's been a summer. lot. Yeah, I
1: mean, knock on wood. <laughs> but uh, it's been, yeah, I've been, I've been healthy, and uh, yeah, it's been great. Training's been awesome.
0: So it's very boring and complicated to get into. Read the lap count if you want the actual ins and outs. But, like, the you, you got six at USAs and made the team yeah. based on rankings and standards and stuff. Yeah. What did that look like from your perspective? Like, as you're walking... You know, from crossing the finish line to figuring out officially <laughs> that you're on the team, like, what did that process look like for you? Yeah, well, you know, to be
1: honest, I was disappointed at first because, you know, you go into those races and, and again, these, these world rankings things, and you, you know, you get the standard and you get points and all these sorts of stuff. And I do have some understanding of it all. I'm probably not as well as some other people, but, um, all those guys in the starting line uh, are just there to try to win the race. That's why even like, you know, a lot of people didn't even have the standard didn't have points and they're not taking the lead. They're not trying to push the pace. Everyone's just trying to win the race you're in and, and run as well as you can in the race you're in. So um, initially when I crossed the line, I, I was, I think that, you know, both my teammate, Sam Pragle, and I had both really carried out our, our race plan really well. We had hit the front um, at a great time, with 300 to go. And we were really, crank and hadn't expected it to be that tactical that slow (laughs) which was um you know I guess a little bit of a surprise to us but we were were closing it down really well and just sort of the last 100 meters last 50 meters it was just you know pandemonium so uh just the initial shock of sort of like I kind of like my legs like gave out across the line (laughs) I had like I was all like cut up and stuff and uh yeah, just walking back to like the mixed zone and whatnot, it was, there was a lot of buzz of whether or not I, I would be advancing onto worlds. And just in that moment, my, I would say my initial emotion was just sort of disappointment that I hadn't gotten at least in the top three or, or won the race at all. So I would say that initial disappointment sort of, um, you know, it does, it took a little bit to, to, to work through. And then even, you know, a couple of days or so, and I kind of had an, an idea that I'd probably be you know, advancing on, onto worlds. So it was just a matter of kind of moving on and learning from that, that race and saying, okay, I I know I can compete with the world's best. I know I'm ready for the next step here. And now I'm getting excited and I know I'm fit and I'm I'm ready for the world champs. So it was kind of a disappointment evolving into an excitement and knowing that I have a big opportunity in front of me.
0: So when did you know, like officially that you're like, what you're like, I'm definitely going.
1: Um, yeah, well, I guess officially, 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 it wasn't until the other release really team rosters that was July fifth uh, or so, I think, so just a few days ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, is that? But but I had I knew that it was you know virtually you know I guess ninety nine percent up until that. They're point taking based you through on how-
0: processing and everything, and
1: exactly, and- I went yeah. through the team processing, and I and lot, you know a lot of uh, trusted. Uh, People who crunched the numbers. People were, did the
0: math, yeah.
1: <laughs> people were doing the math. The good people at Sidious Mag yeah. were uh, crunching numbers for me. So, yeah, it was uh, – it was I, I, I had an idea that I made it, yeah.
0: So, one of the things, speaking of the good people at Sidious Mag, I think I'm sp- spending too much time talking to Kyle and Mac, but 1,500 tactics are a frequently yeah. fascinating subject of conversation. Yeah. And you mentioned, yeah. you know, it being, like, a pretty pedestrian race, whereas yeah. – you know, I think the general, you know, public perception is that you're one of the guys who who really thrives. Like you have this like big dick kick in the last 150 meters. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever heard really it described like that, but. Uh, you know, that I, maybe I coined <laughs> that term just now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like when you were going into a race, are you hoping it's, it's that slow going into that? Were you hoping it was more honest? Are you thinking, you know, Sam obviously is somebody who kind of has typically done well in and faster races what is kind of your other uh, preference yeah, or, or how you respond I think that to kind of different
1: I think um again yeah I've had definitely success with some some big kicks in my time and I think as I've gotten older as an athlete I've actually you know you get used to being okay with every sort of situation um I think that the reason I had that big kick and stuff is actually it was kind of a lack of trust in myself and trust in my fitness in the past and times when I've thought, well, I don't know, I'm I'm not like as strong as a lot of these guys. I'm going to hang back. I'm going to hang back. So, um, I'm actually more proud of the races where I've, you know, really put myself into the mix. And, and so even if it's slow, it's, it's fast. I'm just more happy if I've, if I've executed a plan where I am in the, you know, the front half of the race and I'm I'm running with authority and running in a way that, you know, trusting my fitness. And so while those Big kicks worked out for me in the past. I think, yeah. again, I, I don't think I have any, I didn't have any preferences, I guess a good way to put it is uh, when, you know, I notice that it's slow. It's just a matter of saying, okay, now you got to stay in contact, make sure you're ready for a big move. I know that I don't want to be the guy who's pushing the pace from a front. I've never necessarily been that guy. Um, well, as much as that's a, a Pretty sweet, be a way to be able to run it. I've I've definitely thrived a little bit more off of closing well, but I think I can close well off of any pace. I guess is a good way to put it. So I have, you know, I have faith in in anything in any sort of race scenario, and and even in that pedestrian slow race, I had faith I'd be able to to pull out the win.
0: So speaking of, and, and now looking forward, you're you're obviously the only guy in the 1500 who's uh, made a world team before and you made the final in 2017 so yeah. how i guess looking forward to the race what are you preparing for you know physically and mentally in terms of navigating the rounds getting to the final like what does that look like for you
1: yeah again it's it's just the same way as a, a us championship or an olympic trials it's it's really about taking it one round at a time and and so my only my only focus is that that first round it's nothing beyond that it's just about, um, you know, competing like hell to be able to advance and survive and advance. Uh, I think that the way the races are being run, I honestly think fits the way I run better, the way that um, races are kind of being taken from further and further out in in terms of the way they're closing. Not a lot of races on the international scene, at least, are are really coming down to the last 300 or 200. You know, they're coming down to the last 800 or 1,000. So... I'm really excited about that, honestly. And, um, I'm excited to be in there with those, with these really strong, strong 1500 meter runners these days that really just push the pace. Um, and I'm, I'm ready for anything and prepared for obviously tactical races, rough, you know, international racing. It, even in that 2017 year, it was a big, big shock to me, just Mm -hmm. how much, how physical it is really, and how much it can take out of you just the way that, um, there's so much elbowing, pushing, shoving and, and, uh, it's, it's honestly, it's so exciting. So, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think I was you know kind of a deer in headlights back in 2017, and it and it worked out again. That kick we talked about, I was able to really just summon a good last hundred, and I'm hoping to you know do do similar run similarly, and maybe run even more confidently than I did in that that World Championships in 2017, and and really um, get back into that final for sure. But again, the first step is uh, getting through that first round.
0: Do you so obviously you know Worlds? You're not somebody who's like you know, you're not going over to Europe every weekend to do the diamond league scene. Like you haven't raced a yeah. lot of these guys, um, you know, frequently in some sense, you know, it's got to feel really different to be kind of on that stage, but on the other sense it's Hayward and it's Eugene. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you think it's going to yeah. feel like to, to <laughs> kind of be doing worlds here in Oregon? <laughs> Is that going to be less scary and more, more comforting? There are definitely
1: some elements that are uh, really exciting about how, um, familiar hayward is to me and how familiar eugene is and and again the the competition like you said is from all over the world it's it's completely stacked but thankfully you know a lot of these guys that uh, i'll be racing um do train and live and you know a lot of the the british guys and um you know a lot of these foreign guys train and and live in the us and so i have faced a lot of them before many times and the us 1500 meter scene is so deep uh that you really are getting a taste of of the highest quality of running every time you, every time we line up. So it's, uh, you know, I would say I, I'm feeling, uh, feeling excited about it, feeling like there's, although obviously it's a huge stage and, and, um, it's been a little bit since I've done the international thing, I have been in some, you know, diamond leagues recently in 2019 and that sort of thing. So I think I'm, uh, I'm ready for
0: anything. Are you, are you throwing up the O in the starting line to get that (laughs) field advantage?
1: Yeah, I've always, uh, I, I like to just uh, keep it pretty chill when I do the starting line. And I, I, lo- I wish I was more of like a, a celebration guy or like a pre-race hype guy, but I'm just a, I like that quiet. I'm one of those runners who runs from a place of that, that quiet, calm, confident uh, <laughs> place as opposed to drawing the energy from the crowd and that sort of thing. So I, as much as I would love to be a guy who's tossing up the O, I'm usually just so lasered in on, on <laughs> what I'm about to do.
0: Well, they stick the camera right in your face, like right before. Like I always feel sometimes, like you know, some people look, to look taken very unawares by like, <laughs> being <laughs> introduced. Be so so you have... got to prepare something. You got yeah, to. I just like to about. hit him with a nice, charming smile and a, and a nod <laughs> of uh, a nod of acknowledgement. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, obviously, we're kind of talking about just the 1500 scene in general. Like, it's crazy to think about. You know just how much has changed over the last you know basically since you turned pro like there's there's been yeah two olympic cycles basically um and it's a very different scene than it was you know five six years ago how do you feel being like the the old veteran around these days yeah, uh, with, when all the young such... guns come at you
1: <laughs> yeah it's really interesting uh i it kind of happened <laughs> so suddenly i didn't realize that i guess i was there's a lot of the guys that I, when I first started out were running aren't aren't running anymore. So, yeah, I think of it as it's uh, you know it's all uh, everything I've ever done has been has been quality feedback really. So it's experience. It's an advantage that I like to think of that way. You know, I, young kids these days it's unbelievable like how fast everybody runs. The times I ran in high school are like I would be oh, a joke. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I I I really admire all the all the young guys and everything. But I know that. I've had I've, you know, gone through failures and setbacks and uh, trials that a lot of these guys haven't done. You know, they're just super talented and that's awesome and they're crushing it. But I like to know that I've overcome a lot. And so that's its own sort of uh, its own sort of advantage that I uh, draw confidence from. Yeah.
0: So when you were just coming out of college and turning pro, I I, I won't ask you to, you know, put anybody on the spot now in the current scene, because you got to keep that poker face going but like when you first okay. turn pro who is the who is like the toughest guy in the scene like they show up to the starting line and you're like oh shit like i don't want to race this guy like is there anyone out there that you were kind of like maybe a little scared of or like didn't didn't have a good track record against and uh in- um well
1: yeah is this guy who won the olympic gold medal in the <laughs> uh but yeah so yeah i mean obviously the, there's so many guys like yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's how it always is. The U S is so, so awesome with, uh, you know, Centro and, and Robbie and Blankenship and all these, all these amazing, uh, competitors throughout, throughout the years I've had to go up against. It's, I wouldn't say there's anyone who I've been, who I've said like, Oh, dang, I have to race them. It's, it's really been an honor to share the track with some of these, some of these guys and, um, and gotten to compete with them. So yeah, it's, uh, there's always been, there's always been studs there's back in the day. And, uh, nowadays and it's just you know just uh is there there anybody that's it's like a little
0: personal with like you're keeping the head-to-head record in your in the back of your mind like i think of it you know i feel like sometimes yeah kyle murbert like (laughs) what's your (laughs) head-to-head against kyle
1: no i no i don't i didn't keep track of i'm just kidding around but no i don't have anyone uh that is like that at all with it yeah unfortunately (laughs) i don't have any cool rivalry no yeah i mean i guess just uh
0: yeah. I, I just, fun. It's fun. Yeah. So, it's like,
1: it's so inward with me. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get the best out of myself and I'm trying to beat guys for sure. But that's just a reflection of me becoming the best version of me. So it's like, it's never, i very rarely, I'm like, Oh, that guy I'm racing. I'm so, I hate that guy. You know, it's like, I'm always just sort of the same, like I'm trying to win this race. I'm trying to win this race. I'm trying to do the best I can, you know? And, uh, and so yeah, it's it's the, a lot of the talent comes and goes, but that same mindset remains with me, and I like to think that I've uh, the reason I've been able to stay competitive for so long is because of that mindset.
0: That uh, you know, it's so funny. Like, uh, one of my favorite things to play around with is World Athletics has like the head-to-head tool now. And I, I'm actually like oh, yeah. making note, like, I I want to know, like, like what yours and Colby's, like, head to head is over, like, the... Oh, uh, yeah, I
1: Colby's, I mean, yeah, Colby's one of my best friends, but that's a good, uh, that's a good one. That, yeah, I don't, we've, I
0: don't mean, like, somebody you beef with.
1: We've raced, like, a million one, that would be the, probably the best, uh, quote, unquote, rival of mine.
0: As, not just thinking about, like, the mid, middle distance or, or even the pro level at all, like, as a fan of of the sport, is there anybody right now that you're, like you know, the Gary Martins, the Cade Flats, like who are, is there anybody that you're like, Oh, I'm like, I'm big into this, uh, this up and coming uh, Gen Z or these days, just as. A <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys are the guys, Gary Martin, Cade Flat. Those guys are awesome. They bring a great attitude. They bring, they bring the fire, they bring the energy. Um I mean, across the board, it's, it's so exciting. The young, the, like the young talent, obviously Noah Lyles, Ariane Knighton. I mean, that was, that battle unbelievable so excited for to watch them duke it out the world champs i mean across the entire sport it's it's so exciting and and yeah the, the young people are just like inspiring for sure
0: the world championships are coming up this friday july 15th and we have everything you need to be a well-informed and passionate fan if you love track and field just as much as we do We're partnering up with Tracksmith, Hayward Magic, and a whole bunch of other friends to give you daily group runs, live shows with some of the greatest voices in the sport, daily champs chats, podcasts, newsletters recapping, everything that there is to know about Worlds, and pretty much everything else in between. Follow Sidious everywhere you get your content, and make sure to also follow Hayward Magic, the World Championships feed, and everyone else to... Stay close to the action and enjoy every day of the first world championships on U.S. solo. Obviously, you'll get to cheer on Johnny Gregoric and the rest of Team USA as well, but there'll just be a ton of fun narratives and exciting events to watch from start to finish, so I hope you'll join us in being as much of a fan of track and field as we all are. Learn more at SidiousMag.com slash of Hayward. And so uh obviously you talked about, you know, coming back to Boston after a couple of years in in New York with with NGNY and and training there. Um, you're in law school now.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: So so how's that going and and why how has that changed sort of your your trajectory as a professional athlete?
1: Yeah, it's uh, so I go to school at uh, Suffolk University. It's a school in Boston, Massachusetts. So it's like a you know shout out Suffolk, um, and it's it's a, a program where you can you can go full time during the day, but also do a night class. So, you, so that's what I do. I go part time. So it's like a four year sort of program. So I I split my time between now between running and uh, you know school, and it's kind of added a great balance to life. It's after what was it? probably five years or so of, of just strictly sticking to the professional running thing it was uh, I think knew it was time for a change and knew I' I've always wanted to go to law school so I uh, sort of just decided to commit and and make that decision and, and do it and it added such a great balance to to my life really it's kind of like the same way a lot of people who have full-time jobs and and whatnot end up having a kind of a rebirth uh, and and running well again. I think it takes your focus for a good amount of the day off. So I don't just think about running all day every day. I I think about it just the proper amount, which is when I'm doing it and when I'm training. It's very intentional and then I put it away. Boom, and then, you know, the second half of my day is when I go off to to class and and there no one knows about running or cares about running and and there it's it's a whole another world and there's a whole another part of my brain that I'm using and and a whole another use of my energy. That's it's really refreshing and I think it's just sort of made me so excited. I even like mentally when I first, when school ended in early May, I felt like I had thought so much about that that I hadn't really thought, I haven't been overthinking running so much that I felt very fresh. I had that same sense of, you know, sometimes when you like start out a, a cross country season in, in, or start out the year in the in the summer when you're training for cross country, you'd have so much excitement mentally. You'd be so like fired up about running and like ready to like tear it up. And then sometimes you get that mental fatigue by the time like the actual championships get there. So I think that I kind of saved all that excitement because I'm just spending so much time thinking about school that I'm just so like fired up about running now and excited. And and so everything's like even being at USA's and going to the world champs, there's no mental fatigue at all. It's like, it's all just, it's all good vibes, you know? So it's been, it's, it's, yeah, the law school has added a great balance and, uh, and now I can, you know, go over people's running contracts and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Are, is that what you're day.
0: looking at? Contracts? <laughs> no, I'm
1: kidding. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And I don't, I would never trust myself to go over someone's, look at someone's running contracts. I've had like one class in that department.
0: you know what kind of law you do in a practice?
1: I actually am trying to keep in a real open mind about it at this point. I, I haven't really uh, picked anything in particular, um, maybe something working with the government and, and that side the public interest side of things, but, I'd like to do something where I can strike that balance between, uh, you know, making a good living and and helping people. Hopefully, so that's that's kind of my my broad zoomed out uh, goal right now with it.
0: That's uh, that's uh, Suffolk's a good place to be for that then too. Is uh, yeah, as as maybe but probably the average listener might not know, it is steps from the state house in Massachusetts, and there's, yes, there's exactly. a very great uh, Suffolk. Oh yeah, right downtown Boston
1: Common. Right on the Freedom Trail, buddy. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> um, and it's funny we talk about this sometimes, like the the relationship side of, of running and and dating runners. But you you know, talking about um, balance and and maybe good distractions. Your wife is not a runner at all.
1: Oh nope. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Amy's a, a edu- in the education business, and was a, a and was a swimmer in college. But you know, she she's got the perfect attitude towards my biggest supporter but also knows that yeah we just keep it uh, at the end of the day you know it's it's just all it's all fun
0: i, I would say she uh, she's a great person to cheer next to during a race she's she's oh fire. good yeah for sure oh yeah yeah um, she's she's fiery yeah she gets <laughs> she gets pumped it's awesome so if she wasn't a runner how did you guys meet
1: oh man this is uh we 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 go way back we're high school sweethearts so seacon uh, high school uh, sophomore year Chemistry class, and uh, there you go, boom.
0: Where's the so first been, date?
1: The first date was on. Uh, there's a there's a cute little street in Providence, Rhode Island called Fair Street. Any listeners uh, in, in the, from the Providence area would know it. And it's just got you know, we went and got pizza and walked around, and it was adorable. <laughs> and uh, that was our first date.
0: So we got to actually, you know, you've now touched on what I think is probably the most controversial part of this podcast. Um, okay. that's probably gonna make you some enemies. It's you know, gonna be perfect. Front I need more enemies. Let's I run think. message board. Um, geez, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Okay, Do you claim Rhode Island or Massachusetts as your <laughs> home state. <laughs> well, my birth
1: certificate says Providence, Rhode Island on it, so I am. I was born in Rhode Island and I culturally spent my I would say the first the first 25 years of my life being very very much I would say I would have answered that question very quickly Rhode Island I would have said 100 percent. so
0: again for the listener Seekonk is in Massachusetts where Johnny grew up but it is like basically yes. a suburb of Providence yes
1: I grew up yeah here we go we're getting into the Seekonk lore yeah from Seekonk Massachusetts it's it's on the border of Rhode Island so like you know the the high school cross-country course it, behind my high school goes in and out of rhode island so that's how close to to providence in rhode island i am so yeah i i uh i i claim it i claim both states proudly claim the red Sox, <laughs> but also claim uh everything great that rhode island has to offer and and now that i live in boston i'd say i'm it's starting to get a little more even i'm starting to realize that massachusetts has a lot of wonders and the running there is amazing um you know rhode island's running could it could use a, some improvements. The, the running it's, infrastructure. It's small,
0: you know. There's only exactly. You, you got to go to Massachusetts for the good stuff. So <laughs> yeah,
1: you—that's what I found so far. Maybe I'll catch heat from the the uh, message boards of Rhode Island trail running or something. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's so yeah, they're both amazing places, and that's where I plan on spending most of my life. And uh, <laughs> I'll just kind of ping pong between the two of them and hope that they both uh, will accept me. <laughs>
0: I don't think it'll be that hard. Are you following the Sox <laughs> this year?
1: Yes, yeah, I am. But you know, it's it's. Did you watch the game tough. last
0: night?
1: I did last night. I I followed last night's game. Uh, but yeah, those those Yankees are pretty good. So it's yeah. you hate it's, to see it.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, well, the whole AL East, like that's the thing that's like shitty. Is like yeah, it's they're it's, pl- it's they're not great. playing badly after like the first month of the season. It's just that like.
1: Yeah, everyone I mean, in the season
0: is playing well. but
1: And that's like we talked about. It's great to have that great competition. It makes you better, you know? So if anything... <laughs> so stop it's trying just, to bring it back
0: to running, Johnny. I it's a gauntlet,
1: man. <laughs> it's a gauntlet. It's so much like running. Baseball and running. The salaries are
0: so yeah. similar. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, well, actually, that was, <laughs> um, something I actually wanted to ask you about, uh, it, it's going to sound like very um, promotional, um, but you, you've been... With Asics since you turned pro um yeah which, which now is what over seven years now, and that is not yeah like the most common thing ever like r- r- a lot of runners usually don't have you know contracts with one brand for that long what's, yeah. what's kept you around what's what's the the connection there
1: well, they've kept me around <laughs> yeah I mean uh, they've been unbelievable uh, i i I do you said like you know from a promotional standpoint, it's it it sounds like tacking everything, but no. Asics has been so supportive of of me and and my family and everything I've I've uh, you know worked towards and been through, and so it's they were huge supporters of you know when I ran the Blue Jean Mile and all that, and and um and again they've just always believed in me, and gave me that first shot right out of college, or I mean, yeah, right after Oregon, I you know just uh signed with them and and was kind of in disbelief that that a company would have faith in me like that and and uh and they've always just every step of the way i think it's as a brand they've just supported me and believed in me and uh, i keep on uh this the relationship has gotten stronger and stronger so and i do the shoes are awesome and i've just been uh been so healthy again knock on wood throughout my career because mm-hmm. of using the running in the shoes and whatnot so it's just been a it's been an awesome an awesome uh relationship and I'm, I'm so uh yeah really grateful and lucky to that it's worked <laughs> out this way and and uh and now that yeah asics is the title sponsor with world athletics it's really exciting to kind of be going to World oh, yeah, championships and and uh being having you know that tie with asics there as well so it's all coming full circle
0: <laughs> And let the record show, I did not bring up the blue jean smile. That was Johnny. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like I thinking about things to were... talk about. I was like the one thing probably Johnny's so fucking tired of like <laughs> having to answer questions. No, about- no,
1: I'm <laughs> never tired. of Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, that was uh, a beautiful, beautiful thing and a testament to the, how great this community is really. So in every aspect from the brand perspective and the, the fan and the friends and all that. So, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Speaking of gimmick miles, have you ever run a beer mile?
1: No, no beer my life. Maybe I'll have to put that on the list of, uh, on the, on the after, to-do after list. Well, we'll say. Good,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd be very good at it at all. I, uh, no, I don't know uh,
0: What beer would you use if you, if you were going to. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, Narragansett Lager. There you go. Red I Island don't know. Blog. That
0: might not be legal, but that, that is a, a, a classic. Uh, Boston, yeah. I think, claims Gansett too. Like that's a, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, New yeah, England. Yeah. It's great. It's New England. Yeah. That's my, um, like, that's my soapbox of people will say, like, you know, they'll try to do their, like, Boston impression or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, I got my Sam Adams. I'm like, no, 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 real townies do not drink Sam Adams. Like, yeah, sit tall boys. That's, that's like the official beer of Boston townies for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great.
0: (laughs) Speaking of your, your dark past, um, I I would bet. (laughs) that probably most of your, of your fans and followers right now don't know that you were once a steeple chaser.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Big time steeple chaser, Ivy league champion.
0: Yeah. Have's champ in the steeple. One of us is, yes. uh, you don't have to mention who, Who? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. why, why, that, right? why did you walk away from it? What was the too fragile? Was that the problem? Or Well,
1: yeah, no, I mean, it's, it definitely, it's tough on the body. Um, and, I just had so much fun anytime I ran the mile and I, I would be, you know, so excited about it and I had so much fun with it. And then anytime I'd run the steeple, it'd be like uh, really beat me down. And <laughs> maybe I was a little too fragile, but to this day, like my like left ankle is like all messed up from from just like something around that, landing right. on that yeah. foot. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, so and again, my I, I figured I'd leave the steeple to, you know, my dad was an incredible steepler back in in his his time. So I figured, all right, that'll be that'll be his uh his event for the family, and I'll, I'll pick up the mile.
0: Did you have any spectacular falls in the in the steep? I never fell. Race? Never. I never fell. Oh, no, they're not a real steepler.
1: I very rarely practiced jumping over the hurdles either. It was all very impromptu, from what I recall. recall. It was, it was, was all pure talent. So like, I think I just. I don't think my form was very good. I was just jumping over them. Yeah, it was. It was fun though. It was fun while it lasted. But I'm happy to have moved
0: on. And then, uh, you know, speaking so. The obviously big family legacy, dad's a big runner, your whole yeah. family's runners. Um, oh, when, yeah. what's the best piece of advice your dad's given you about running, uh, in the sport and, and being a pro runner?
1: Oh, that's that's a great question. He, you know, they've always uh, tried to keep a, a good distance and let me kind of discover these, you know, lessons for myself. Um, I would say just the most simple thing is that. Like whenever you where I would run by my dad's whole thing, like when you run by him on the track, he just says relax and go. You just say like relax and go. And, and there's something about that. And it's so simple. And I think that you could probably like get really deep and metaphorical with it too. But <laughs> it, it really is just like good advice. And he would, he just says, relax and go. It just means like you're you're in that point in the race where you're like, Oh, this hurts. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're kind of you got that little panic that goes through your mind and if you just kind of like have a reset moment and then you're like, all right go. And then that's like a, it's a good cue. And so, yeah, I would say that the, the relaxing go is just a, a great, great, cool thing that my dad's always done.
0: And then of course, as a uh, former Gags runner, um, I, either best piece of advice or just most colorful thing that Gags has ever <laughs> said to you.
1: <laughs> oh man. I mean, it, there's, there's really too many to count, but I, I all I know is that for my entire life, I'll never forget just Gags so the way he, you know, when at NJ, I mean, it's something that I'm kind of like every runner out there, I'm just saying, I think that I feel bad that anyone who hasn't been coached by Gags has never had the opportunity to be, go through a, basically a workout with him there. And he puts down, you know, a lawn chair, like out in like lane three. And every time you go by just the things he would say were just so good, whether it was something really encouraging or something so funny where he's like kind of ripping you apart it was all just, is so fun, but you know, he would just have a lot of like add a baby and stuff like that as you, as you go by. Um, and so there's no, you know, no one real, one, one individual thing that he ever, he ever said to me, but he still to this day before every single race was, is always, always says be tough, compete like a champion, all caps, you know, stuff like that. And so it's, uh, it's he's, he's the man. And, uh, it was a pleasure being coached by him yeah and he's i mean he, a lot of other people I, I was always well behaved all the people who were like uh you know making him angry
0: push back probably, a little have, more.
1: Better, <laughs> probably have funnier stories about getting getting shredded apart i do think at one time my my iron was low and uh or something like that like I'd gotten blood tests and he got the results from it and and I had like low iron and he'd like called me like at the crack of dawn it was like 6 a.m and he was like you got you're kidding me your iron's low he like tore me to shreds it was it was a riot and just was like go eat a steak and like slammed the phone hung up it was like 5 45 in the morning so
0: yeah that was that's a good fun. way to start the day you, also, I hope you had steak for breakfast that day. Like if Gax yeah, calls you exactly. a pie yeah, day, I, 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 went, yeah I went right into the ribeye uh, <laughs> at six thirty. Uh, so, I I have to put you on the spot because you you come off as this very like this gregarious, uh, <laughs> uh, positive, gregarious nice guy. What what's uh, what's like the most frustrated you've ever been with the sport of running?
1: Wow. I mean, I, I would say that you got to say anytime that you're in the, in the, in the depths of an injury, right? Like, yeah, I've I've had some, you know, the plantar fasciitis and, uh, you know, the stress fractures and things like that, where you're just like, there really is no end in sight to it. And it's like, just kind of, you're stuck in that injury cycle. That, that's easily the most frustrating. Cause even when you, even when you don't have a good race or you, you, uh, don't feel like you're in shape. There's at least that knowledge, that feeling that you're out there doing it and you're out there like giving it, well even maybe it's you're not giving it your best, but you're giving it something. and and when you're injured and you're in the in the depths of that, there's no uh, there's no way to sort of get that catharsis and get that uh, competitiveness out or get that what that passion out. That's like the reason we all do it. So yeah, I would say that's probably the injuries are far and away more frustrating than any bad result or anything.
0: Have you ever been like, like, fuck it, I'm out. Like you get the X-ray back and you're just like, no, this is the one I'm done.
1: <laughs> no. And thankfully I've, uh, I've had so many amazing people in my corner, doctors, physical therapists, coaches, teammates, my wife have all just been so have kept me, have kept me going through it. And so every time I've gotten knocked down in that regard, it's, it's an easy, it's easy to get back up and keep pushing.
0: That's uh yeah, that's for sure. Um, but so to to wrap it up, we ask our guests the same three questions every episode. Um the first okay. one, you can say your wife because it's just like two, it's hack and it's it's cheating. But uh, no, your Instagram okay. crush, something, something you're vibing on the internet right now, something you're into. Uh yeah, doesn't have to be um, Instagram specifically, but but what's caught your eye these days?
1: Well, I'm a big I'm I'm big into um, cooking. And so my Instagram <laughs> my Instagram discover page is a lot of, or, or, you know, in the, I follow a lot of, uh, internet chefs and, uh, like New York times cooking. And so I definitely have a lot of celebrity chef crushes in the, in the chef department, uh, like Melissa Clark of New York times, uh, Claire Saffitt's great pastry chef and of, you know, um, I think she was with bon appetit for a while. So it's, yeah. So like, I'm I'm big into that. I would say if I had to have a crush in that regard, that'd probably be it. Probably be cooking, cooking related. Straight, you know, I love to cook, and it's the fastest way to my heart. You know,
0: I was going to ask her, So, are you purely a voyeur? You do you try? Are you trying crazy ass recipes at home? Not
1: crazy, no. But definitely, I'm I'm a subscriber to the New York Times <laughs> cooking app, and I'm regularly consulting it for dinner inspiration. Yes. Yeah.
0: Are you are you the the resident chef at home? You're you're the one uh, making all the meals, or is it a team effort?
1: I, uh, Amy and I split the We split the load pretty well. Yeah, and for a while, Amy was a, a classroom teacher uh, in New York, and so that was like really grinding the, the hours out. You know, teachers work so crazy hard, and so that at that point in time, I'd be I got really good at cooking because I was <laughs> doing most of the cooking. And then now that I'm in law school, now Amy does a lot of cooking to help me out so it's been a nice a nice trade-off but we both love it and uh it's just fun you know it's therapeutic
0: i'm always i'm more of a baker than a cook um but I, okay I mean, yeah i, can I can't bake and I at
1: like
0: all <laughs> nice oh man yeah. we
1: should we should uh, have a feast together we can when uh, the after worlds when I'll you're just... back
0: we'll we'll do a yeah. potluck
1: <laughs> yes um, absolutely done
0: and then uh, as somebody who's uh, run many a fifth out of mile, you should be well-prepared for this question. But going uh, okay. to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. Yeah, Bruce in...
1: Springsteen, Born to Run. I'll tear the roof off the place.
0: 10, out, ten times out of 10. Can't go wrong. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love karaoke. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good one. I so practice it. You practice it? In well, shower, yeah, I sing in the air. car. I sing in the, in the car, car
1: constantly. I'm blasting music. So, yeah.
0: That's uh, That's good because we... Nobody likes an unenthusiastic or hesitant uh, karaoke singer. They they're reflecting the energy that you're bringing back at you.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you got to you got to go up there with confidence and just and have fun with it. You know, it's uh as long as everyone gets up there and sings, everyone's on the same on the same playing ground.
0: Exactly. Um and on theme, clearly, but uh your death row meal, you're going to the chair, you get one last meal, oh. anything you want to eat. Wow. Death row? Yeah. Keys. One last one last meal yeah, we get dark on this Mars, podcast, yeah. John. yeah uh, <laughs> that's a great
1: That's a great question. i've been I've actually been asked this question before, and I, I think I also like didn't didn't know what to didn't know what to do. But I would say I would just go wild on like uh on like a chicken wing, spread um various uh, flavors and styles um, with a lot of Narragansett lager to just that's, dull the <laughs> impending doom. the pain.
0: That uh, are you one of those people that's like you're all about like the crazy ass hot sauces or you're no just,
1: no 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 but I love a just a, a well a tastefully spicy wing absolutely t-
0: tastefully spicy that's yeah I, I want to name this episode tastefully spicy with Johnny Gregory. please do we'll, we'll see what comes <laughs> out but uh, okay um, awesome well uh, best of luck in worlds this upcoming week um, I'm sure. The luck is not needed and you're ready to crush it regardless. But, oh, thank uh,
1: you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for coming on. Uh, and Of course, it was that, a blast. Go crush it for us. Uh, and until then, this has been Run Your Mouth.